Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I do want to ask our listeners, do you feel like you could uh, run 12-plus miles per hour? Um, We had our guys' trip this past weekend down on 30A, and the conversation started with uh, Ulysses Bentley running. They clocked him at 22 miles per hour for Ole Miss, I guess the week before against Arkansas. And one of my buddies is an Ole Miss fan. He said he could run 12 miles per hour, so he literally got out of the Suburban on 30A and ran by the car. We couldn't really figure out if the car was, you know, the Suburban was telling us exactly, you know, what. so there was a lot of back and forth as to whether he did or didn't. I think he did, but I'd love to know from you on the Ag Up Equipment text line if you believe that you could run 12 miles per hour or more. 601-885-3776. 601-885-3776 is the text line. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, we welcome in Michael Bratton on, a, on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. That SEC podcast and uh, big win for the Tennessee Vols over A&M and big win for the LSU Tigers over Auburn. Dominating performance. Florida got a big win and Missouri got a big win over the weekend. Uh, Big Mike, how are you, buddy? Hey, doing great, Bo, and uh, please don't uh, waste your time asking if I can run 12 miles per hour. I can't either. I can't either. My buddy, um, I'm just not going to, I think I could, but I'm not going to do it because I had meniscus surgery a year or so ago, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm convinced this guy, I mean, he ran like a gazelle, not quite like Bentley at Ole Miss, but I was pretty impressed. Hey, let's... uh, so, your Tennessee Vols, are they going to be the reason that Jimbo Fisher is going to be let go at the end of the season? No. Uh, Jimbo, he's he's such a good man, Bo, and his quarterback got hurt, and it's this guy's fault, it's that guy's fault. It's never Jimbo's fault. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't learned that by now. So, yeah. uh, you know, all his five stars, they're, they're going to be juniors in 2024, Bo. I mean, year seven 
is the year in College Station that they, they finally put it all together. Year seven in College Station. Um, <laughs> I love it. Well, all right, here's who we have on the list, Michael Bratton. You tell me what you think. Because there's not a lot of star power. Um, you know, the, the dudes that are, I mean, unless you convince Dabo to go to A&M, which I don't think you could. The path of least resistance sounds much better at Clemson than in the nasty SEC that's about to add Texas and Oklahoma. But, you know, Saban, Smart, Lincoln Riley, Harbaugh, Brian Kelly, Ryan Day, all, those guys aren't leaving their program. So here's my list. You're not going to like one of them, but here you go. Short list for to replace Jimbo Fisher. Number one, uh, and it's really not in order, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this. Deion Sanders, Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin, Josh Heupel. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a pretty solid list right there, and they certainly need someone that's going to open it up with all that talent in in Texas. You got to, I mean, you would think those guys would have a field day down there. Yeah, were you what what so, did did anything surprise you about the game? Um, obviously, Tennessee imposed their will on the defensive side of the football. Um, Heupel was able to manufacture just enough on offense. I mean, it's obviously Milton threw for 100 yards. You know, y'all don't have the passing game. But, hey, this is good coaching. I mean, Kippen did it the week before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Missouri's manufacturing. Every now and then, you're not going to have your A game. You just got to find a way to win. But what jumped out at you, or did something surprise you about the A&M-Tennessee game? Yeah, I would say the fact that uh, Tennessee rushed for 232 yards and A&M had the number one rushing defense in the SEC, they've – well, they've only given up something like uh, 732 rushing yards in seven games. And yet, Tennessee, um, I mean, they got a little bit close to halfway there. You know what I mean? So, I, I did not see that coming. I thought if Tennessee won this game, it would have come down to Joe Milton making the plays. And, and had it played out that way, Tennessee probably would have lost by about 30 points because he is completely ineffective and I I don't know if they can keep running on all these teams they they got a shot but I think that's much easier to do at home Neyland Stadium than it, it will be this upcoming week with a trip to Tuscaloosa with Alabama's defense just just as good as as A&M's. Yeah, no, Bama can play. And I know they slept walk through the game against Arkansas this weekend. Um but I think they're they're a little more dangerous than we originally thought. Um, in September when we all like to, you know, we try to know the, all the answers like in the first two or three weeks. We're visiting with Michael Bratton, his podcast, That SEC Podcast, and Mike B. joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Yeah, you go back, Tennessee goes back-to-back weeks um, at Bama, at Kentucky. Um, I would have to believe you'd be okay with the split there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, now, I'm not quite there with you on Alabama. I don't think this is some elite team, and I don't even think it's a foregone conclusion that they win the West. Oh, I really don't. Agree. I I think last week that was really going to teach me something about Alabama because they, you know, everyone was discounting them on the road at A and M. There was doubt. I, I heck, I said on national television they're going to lose by two touchdowns, and so I think they had motivation to shut people like me up. But how are they going to do? When when everyone's telling them how great they are, we got this Arkansas game, and you're right, they slept walked through it, but they nearly lost it. So, I I think Saban's got his hands full with this coaching uh, job that he's had to do, Bo. And I know for for all of Lane Kiffin running his mouth, you know there there was a lot to what he was saying, and 
and he put that out there at the at the perfect time because there was drama in the lock, in the coaching staff at, at Alabama. So um, I think there's going to be at least one more game where where Alabama no shows or or in, they make the wrong decision in a critical moment and they drop at least one more game. So it could be this Saturday if Joe Milton puts it together, but I certainly wouldn't bet on it. Joe Milton being the guy that, that does it. No, I think it's LSU. I, I don't think Tennessee's got enough balance, like you said, to uh, to threaten Bama through the passing game to get that done. Michael Bratton, SEC insider out of Nashville, joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Now, how many beers do y'all drink when y'all are doing the, your podcast? Well, usually we try to keep it under control. We usually have four or five, um, but we did make a wager this week. My my co-host, my cousin Shane, he says if uh, however many points Missouri wins by, he'll drink one beer during a live show, and they, they ended up winning by 17 points. So uh, we're going to set a new record here this <laughs> at some point this week when we actually wow. follow through on that. Wow. Okay. That should be an easy way to get a beer sponsor, too. <laughs> out of bounds espn 105 down the sun we'll just go ahead and say that uh this interview is brought to you by an ice cold bush light uh which is one of our sponsors we're visiting with michael bratton his podcast that sec podcast going around the league here as uh tennessee with the big win over a and m you know heupel's done a great job y'all would hate to see him get in the mix um he i don't think he would be close to the number one choice so i i, I think you're relatively safe um, A&M has more resources, but Tennessee has been a better football program throughout history. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a tough balancing act, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, and I think it's, um, it's certainly, as long as Nick Saban's in Alabama and now with Sarkeesian seemingly having Texas on the rise, you know, that's, that's not an easy job. Not when you're facing those two year in and year out. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would tend to agree with you, but I do think that Tennessee, when it has it rolling, when it, they have one of the best ADs in the game in Danny White. Um, I, I think Tennessee is is in a great position to, you know, they're not going to be dominant like they were in the late 90s, but I think they have kind of gotten out of those rough, rough waters that they were in for about two decades because they finally have leadership on campus, but it's something they haven't had uh, during that 20-year span at the, at the chancellor position, at the AD position, and now at the the head coaching position at, at basketball, men's basketball, they're yeah. they're on pretty solid footing. So, I mean, I I still think the future is pretty bright for Tennessee. Okay, uh, Ole Miss and Auburn this weekend. Auburn looked awful. I mean, well, LSU looked great, right? They put twenty eight on them in the second half. It got ugly. Hugh Freeze usually doesn't do that. He's a fantastic head coach. Um, maybe LSU's hitting another stride after the Ole Miss loss, you know, getting their stuff together, going to Missouri and winning, absolutely throttling Auburn. Do you do you expect much of the same this weekend with Ole Miss and Auburn, or or do you expect a close game with Freeze going against his former team and Lane versus Freeze? Yeah, this is pretty interesting, Bo, because when the line came out, I think, I think it was, what is it, Ole Miss minus four when it debuted? I don't know what it is currently, but... Uh, this is one where it seems like Vegas knows something, and, and they're they're screaming for you to take Ole Miss. So, could be a much more competitive game than a lot of people realize. But one thing, Bo, and uh, you're right. I mean, this is this seems like an outlier of a Hugh Freeze team here, uh, for obvious reasons. But one in particular that I don't think 
enough people are paying attention to is I think he's playing the wrong quarterback. I mean, I don't know what he sees in, in Peyton Thorne. Uh, I think they just got to embrace Robbie Ashford. He, he seems to fit the offense a lot better. Uh, I think it, you know, after the bye, I, I was kind of anticipating more Robbie Ashford. But he did play against LSU, but it was a little too little too late. So, I don't know. I, I think I think he was making a big mistake here, playing the wrong quarterback. Yeah, that's, you know, he he has stayed the course for the most part with Peyton Thorne. And will we see a new quarterback? This week against Ole Miss and Robbie Ashford. And they claim that it was a super tight race in August. Who knows if it was or if that's coach speak or whatnot. We're visiting with Michael Bratton out of Nashville. Now, you do, we've talked about this. You do your show downtown Nashville. Is that correct? Yeah, right on. Uh, it's called Music Row. It's right across the street from Vanderbilt, right down the street from uh, Bridgestone Arena. You love it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this is one of the. Best places uh, I've ever lived. It's it's a great town, and uh, now I don't go down to Broadway. That's kind of for uh, the tourists and everything like that. I so don't blame I, you. I, I stay away from that area, but yeah, I mean that this is this is one heck of a place to live, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Are you going? Um, are you super confident in Ole Miss this weekend against Auburn, or just kind of confident? How do you feel about it? I mean, I'm pretty confident, but uh, honestly, Bo, I'm not as high on Ole Miss as everyone else is. I, I don't know. Now, I realize some of their key games, they've been down some pieces, but Jackson Dart's obviously banged up. And if they can get Judkins going, you know, they can beat anybody. But that's kind of seem, seemingly been hit or miss all season as well. I, I don't know what's up with that. but Money. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's what the rumors are out of Oxford is, you know, he got paid and he's kind of been a handful – and yeah. uh, they could move off of him. You know, he he's not going to have that kind of demand in the market, but he, he did hit his lick at whatever it was, six $700,000, um, which is a ton of money. I think Ole Miss probably stepping back because, like you said, they are dangerous and they're in a pretty good spot right now. Can you right. imagine if they had allocated more dollars to Keon Coleman and not as much in the QB room or with Quinshawn Judkins? Because that's a position that actually counts, wide receiver. Right. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. Well, I'm glad you went there, Bo, because that is one thing that, uh, hey, we're all in a new world here and, and all four players getting paid and all that, but one thing that I don't think enough people pay attention to is these allocation of NIL funds. And to your point, I mean, I've heard it from several people that Ole Miss mismanaged this horribly. I mean, how much are they putting on the quarterback room and, and two of those guys never see the field? You know, but to your point, you could have allocated that money elsewhere could have had a significantly better team this fall, and, and that I think that's going to be a challenge for teams that that decide to uh, stock their roster, not exclusively through the portal, but heavily through the portal. Is where do you allocate the funds? And, and I think Ole Miss severely screwed that up, and it may cost them a chance uh, at the SEC West title. Yeah, you dropped Keon Coleman on that team. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa, because cause Lane can make it work with just about anybody because he's so damn good um, at scheming and, and scheming people open. But you drop Keon Coleman on that team, and, and we're talking about a uh, a whole different ball ballgame. Uh, Michael Bratton, that SEC podcast, joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Michael, we appre- what, time's your, uh, what time are you firing off today? Yeah, so the podcast comes out, the audio version, first thing in the morning. We put out the video version at noon, and then three times a week we go live 
at uh, 5 Central, 6 Eastern time. And it's just two rednecks, uh, unfiltered, drinking beer. We, we only talk SEC football. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, oh, real quick, are you buying LSU now? I mean, are you thinking they turn the corner and something happened after the Ole Miss loss? And, and as we march down the stretch, even though they got to go to Alabama, that this could be the the team that's got you know a good bit of firepower behind them. I think so. I think so. And, and maybe I'm overreacting to them just destroying Auburn. Sure, oh, they had they had 17 points before Auburn had a first down. But what was critical <laughs> in that game, they seem seemingly finally have figured out. Oh yeah, Harold Perkins. We got him on the team. How do how do we best utilize him? And he was just a demon for Auburn's offense all night long. Uh, if he can continue to do those things down the SEC stretch, I think they can beat Alabama. I think they can certainly beat A and M at home. So uh, LSU is still very much alive out of the West, and I think I think they would give Georgia a better game. I really do than Alabama. So uh, I, I'm hoping that LSU wins the West because I want a competitive SEC championship game. Okay, so you like LSU as a better uh, as a team that could compete more with those Georgia Bulldogs. Right, yeah, because I think your only prayer is to uh, try to outscore, get, get in a dueling contest with Carson Beck, well, and get, certainly Jaden Daniels. I think is a better quarterback right now. Yeah, no, and 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 it's it's where we are. Other than your game this weekend, which was old style SEC, and you can still win like that. And credit to Hypo and the DC and so on. But you kind of get the sense that the majority of the time it's track meet city right now, and can you put up points? Um, and Georgia can, and LSU can, and Ole Miss can, mm-hmm. and am I? I guess Missouri, but I'm still. He- I'm still. I know y'all got to play them uh, later. Tennessee goes to Missouri. Am I? Should I be buying Missouri, or is this a product of a uh, a pretty fluffy first, whatever it is, six or seven games schedule? No, I, I I'm buying Mizzou. Uh, but okay. I'll tell you one thing to, to keep in mind. Not that Kentucky's some great team or anything, but Luther Burden got banged up. Their star rusher, Cody Schrader, only had like 40 yards. And Brady Cook, he had a touchdown and an interception, but he didn't hit 200 yards. If I would have told you all those three things were going to happen in Lexington, you probably would have thought Mizzou got killed. They won by 17 points in a conference game at night on the road. That that's a sign to me of a really quality football team, and yeah, they got to go to Georgia. Uh, certainly, you got to favor Georgia, but they're the ones that gave Georgia the toughest game last year, and uh, I think they can beat Tennessee at home. I, th- I think they can beat basically everybody on their schedule aside from Georgia. Right. So I, I think Mizzou nine ten win season is is certainly possible. Uh, if they beat South Carolina this weekend, Shane Beamer, I think will be 17 and 16 at South Carolina. You think they give him one more year or they make a move at the end of the year? For Beamer? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see who he blames this week after another loss. You, you know, uh, Eli is, is 4-0 and against South Carolina. So uh, I, I think he'll get another year, but he's, he's certainly got to make some co- changes on this coaching staff. For a guy with that last name, to have some of these guys on his staff. I, I mean, I thought the the reason you hired Beamer was because of his Rolodex. And, you know, you got to remember, Bo, when he got hired, he had uh, Mike Bobo. And then about a week later, he left. He, he'd hire an offensive line coach. And then a week later, this guy left. It, 
it's been like that basically the whole time. He he's a tough guy to work for, I hear, and and I I think that's clear by uh, the coordinators that he hires. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, here's to an ice cold bush light, and I hope you and your crew uh, have a good week. That's a fun win um, for y'all, no doubt about it. And now you go to uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and Bryant Denny Stadium and take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. I know how much fun y'all had marching out of the stadium last year with that mm-hmm. field goal post down to the river. Be good. Thank you, dude. Appreciate you, Bo. Michael Bratton, SEC Insider out of Nashville. That SEC podcast joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. So if you look at the coaching hot seat right now, super hot is Jimbo Fisher. Mm, number one. That's that's your number one? Uh, no question. Okay. And then you got this group of Pittman, Beamer, and Arnett. Who would you put at number two? Would it be Pittman? Well, they're they're actually, I think, better coached and playing better than South Carolina. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're in a much. And this is where we. I know. I, I know a harp on this, Jason. But please, I can't say this enough. Arkansas is in a much, much, much tougher division. Oh yeah. Than South Carolina, no doubt. And I know we're doing away from, with them at the end of the year. Um, but that's why, you know, what Lane has been able to do at Ole Miss is impressive. Uh, he has kept that quarterback play at a high level. He inherited Corral and made him better. Yes. I mean, give Phil Longo credit going out there and getting him at the final, at the, at the witching hour, you know, Phil Longo. It's funny. Ole Miss fans will dog Longo. And I'm like, Hugh Freeze stepped down on July 20th of his first year as, uh, as him being an offensive yeah. coordinator at Ole Miss. I mean, things were haywire. Nobody knew, you know, it just, things were, it, that was a massive disruption because Freeze is a is a hell of a head coach. Yeah, um, yeah. But Longo in the final hour goes and gets Matt Corral. Elijah Moore hikes his leg. You get, and Keith Carter has, let me, let me tell you this. I know there was some, hesitancy for for some people and i know that lane has been a handful and he's a little quirky and all that um but keith carter when lane kiffin's about to sign on the dotted line for the arkansas razorbacks keith carter surveys the landscape of college football and who he had talked to up into that point up to that point and he goes i can't let this happen I have to go get that guy. And he did. And you could argue that this is the best hire in the state of Mississippi since Mullen and Freeze. I'd have, yeah. Okay. And and Keith is now playing with chips, equity, because that's the reason why he was able to do the basketball thing, even though there was a lot of baggage there. Okay. Right, right. He got Ole Miss competitive right out of the jump, dropped a sugar bowl, Last year was, it wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. You know, even the way the year ended, it was still, you could tell, hey, this guy's going to be good or Lane's going to bring in somebody better at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And what Lane has decided is, we're going to go get points. This is the way the game is played today. Um, We're never going to have a defense like Georgia. We're never going to have a defense like Bama. Um, Even, look what Michigan's doing. Good Lord. Uh, 
And so you know what he said? Hey, I I can scheme and play call with anybody else in the country, just about. And the quarterback room is going to be full of talent, and we're going to go score points and be exciting. And Keith Carter could have easily picked another four or five dudes. And he picked Lane Kiffin, and it has turned out to be one hell of a hire for Ole Miss. I know there's been, I mean, there's always going to be ups and downs. Right, no doubt. But when you look at start to finish and what he's done with the quarterback room and the way that he can scheme your blank off and the way defense is played this day and age and everything favors the offense, everything, space, the way the game is called, Keith Carter on a scale of 1 to 10, he hit a 10. I know Lane's not, but, but at that program, he hit a 10. And it's it's the higher of the last what decade? Oh yes, in the state of Mississippi, Gotta and be. one of the better hires in the SEC because Pittman, Beamer, you know, some of those guys aren't even in the same area code as Lane Kiffin. 